Well, hello and welcome to Audionautic Deep Space Network, episode 48. This is our weekly music production, technology, and marketing podcast. Today we're talking about some new sounds in VCV Rack, a free stem splitter, and DAW or DAW Lite in Serato Studio. And if internet permits, we'll be reflecting on January and whether there's merit to social media. Uh, posting daily. As I mentioned with the internet permits, we've had some issues over on Curtis's end, unfortunately. So he's here, he made it, but we had a bit of some rushed change of plans right beforehand. So it's just the way it goes sometimes, but all should be all right. That's the beauty of live shows, I guess. We are live. Thanks to everyone in the chat who's joining us and let us know what you've been working on this week. My name is Sun Warper and with me today is Eon Lake. How are you? <laughs> Hello. I'm all right, thank you. Yep. So what have I been up to? Not much, really. Um, I put a new EP out that's on Bandcamp. Um, yes. So yeah, that's deep. not much. It's a great EP. What are you yeah, talking it's about? It's a great EP. Yeah. <laughs> Good 33 minutes of uh, very droney, very spaced out stuff. That was very therapeutic to do, that was. Nice, um, man. How long did you work on it for? Well, the first two were really quick, but I did them nearly a year ago. Mm -hmm. And then the last one was also very quick. Um, and I did that one a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there was this massive lull in between when I was working on other stuff and just not doing it. So, um, yeah, I just suddenly felt the mood. It must have been something to do with a reverb pedal that happened recently. <laughs> were you using I... the night sky on it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I was... Nice using the infinite reverb on it and um, jamming various instruments through it, getting tones I liked, and then just playing for about 13 minutes. <laughs> That's and the way to do a drone album, man. <laughs> just happens, yeah. I yeah. like I like getting one track with a bit of movement in it down and then just reacting to that multiple times, and it usually turns out quite nice. And are you putting this one on streamers? <laughs> I will, yeah, nice. when I can be bothered. Hey. <laughs> you can't be bothered. That's a, great way that's, that's a good way to look at it. I, I should well, also say, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I always go bank camp first anyway. Yeah. So I you leave it about a month, you know, but it might be longer than that, depending on me getting my act sorted out. But apart from that, yeah, just messing around with live stuff, but nothing much to report there yet. All right. I mean, to be, it's one of those albums that, like, you, you're rewarded quite wholeheartedly and like tenfold over i think i was listening to it i think two nights ago i was going to uh, message you after but i happened to have my uh, leafy friend uh, at the table with me so i forgot probably <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, leafy um, friends always getting you into trouble exactly. yeah um and yeah it's, it's one of those albums that you, you sit with it and you can sit and meditate on it and then by the end of by the end of it all it's just this it just blossoms into this absolute amazing soundscape and it's just yeah it's, it's, it feels like but you only get to that point because you listen to from the very first point there's no point like going to like track three or anything like that you start from the beginning and you sit with your feelings for the whole thing and it's there and at the end of it you just have this immense feeling of calm that's how i felt when i listened to it so yeah uh Perfect. absolutely yeah. absolutely amazing brilliant yeah i like stuff that length that has that effect that's for sure yeah, puts yeah. my son to sleep really quickly as well. Oh, nice. <laughs> so that's the real reason you made three of them, huh? <laughs> uh, over in the chat, Curtis put the link for this album. I highly recommend you check it out. Um, and since we're on the topic of Curtis, 
also with us today. Fortunately, because we were worried he wasn't going to make no. it. I got I got a, a WhatsApp that five minutes before we're supposed to be on our call. It's like, my internet's down. It's like, oh, crap. <laughs> and a lot of today's episode is focused on some things that Curtis has been doing and stuff, uh, especially the social media aspect. We're switching things up. I did the round robin. He does the social media today. It's kind of weird. It feels weird, but I think it'll it be good. Bit. But it's also right. with us is Curtis. So what's up? Hi. Hmm. Mate, uh, I haven't stopped. Um, I, think I, I think I did. Uh, I think I did about sixty hours last week. Wow. Uh, new, new day, new day job. Um, which is yeah, I'm a techie, um, and I did about sixty hours last week, which was mental. Which hasn't left much time for the studio, um, which is fine. That's how these things go. Um, in the meantime, finishing off January, which we're going to chat about later. Um, and listening to basically, I've been spending my time listening to other people. So I like Eon Lake, uh, Eon Lake's uh, new EP, Bendu's EP. Mm. Um, may have had a little conversation with uh, the what's coming up, what's upcoming in uh, Shady Ridge Records. Might have had a little cheeky code for that. That was interesting. Um, and yeah, so I've just been kind of. Because I haven't had time to spend, I've been mostly answering emails and stuff. I've just been in the earphones, just listening through to stuff from the community, what everyone's putting out right now and where people are going, um, a bit of self-help, that kind of thing. Just having a bit of a passive kind of way. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of uh, there's been a lot of that, basically, which has been very fun. I, I It's appreciating other people's work which is really really nice like obviously we listen to people i listen to people's work when it comes out as much as i can and that but i think over especially over the end of last year beginning of this year there's been a backlog of stuff that i've just not got i haven't got around to because i've mm. been listening to other things like podcasts and stuff so it's mm. nice to kind of go back through that so yeah feeling good on that front cool yeah i i, I mean it's always good to listen to other people's music and just see what else is out there and learn and all that. Yeah, oh, it's awesome. like that. Say that again. It's inspirational for me. Yeah, hearing what everyone else has been doing. It makes me pull my finger out and do more myself as well. <laughs> Very much so. Um, there's always, there's always. I think especially with Bendu's one. I think Bendu's was particularly warpy, um, in, in the best of ways, and particularly yeah. different. I think. Yes. And um, to like to kind of one of those albums where you kind of go like. No one's doing that. No one's done that before. No one's kind of crossed that kind of sonic boundary before. And there's kind of an appreciation of that. It's like that gives you a little like instigation as to what could be. Yeah. Um, well, the closest that. you can get is just pick maybe an element here or there. And even then, it's pretty vague. It's so characterful and so mm. just of itself. Very much so. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit in awe of, of it in that respect, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the artwork as well. Like, I'm always a stippler for a bit of artwork. Um, yeah, what a awesome. Exactly. Um, what about you, Sam What have you been up to? Hmm. What have I been up to? Well, uh, I finished. <laughs> I finally finished the masters for the first two tracks for the project that's starting at the end of this month. It's year long, so it just starts with those two. But I was glad I got them finished. I was like trying to be rash and just get them up, and then I finally did the car test. I'd already put it to DistroKid. Did the car test and was like, oh, there's some really bad high frequencies I need to tame. So I had to go back, delete the oh, one I uploaded, oh, fix oh. it, and then throw it back <laughs> in. Pull. Wow. I, I tried to I tried to be like, I'm not, I, it's fine, just get it up, it's fine. And then 
the the perfectionist in me got the better of me, I suppose. But I'm much happier with the way it came out once I redid Good. it. And then the other thing that I've been up to, and it ties in with our next bit, our first bit of news, but it's slightly different, is I've been doing a lot of sample flipping on my phone with Koala. Just mm-hmm. like taking songs from Spotify and either just chopping them up or using Koala stem splitting to separate the stems. I mean, these... The stem splitting, I don't know if you guys have ever messed with anything that does stem splitting. It's like crazy mm-hmm. magic. I don't know what sorcery they do. This koala one has some artifacting between the different stems it splits, but um, there's some that don't, and that's what we'll be talking about in the news. But yeah, the stem splitting is just crazy. Have you guys ever messed with it? No, I'm, I'm assuming it's using spectral analysis and some kind of algorithm there, but I'd always assumed that what you get is going to be, um, I don't know, limited in some way or just not not good enough to really use. But apparently it's come along. Well, it? I mean, kind of. Like if you're going for that lo-fi, the Koala one I'm talking about, if you're going for that lo-fi sound, especially if you're running it, like I'm running it afterwards into the SP for processing. So it's like, it's okay. And then I'm adding multiple different samples over each other to create like melodies and things like that from different songs. The drums sound really good though. The synth stem that it makes usually or chord, whatever it is, like usually has a little artifacting, but it works. Um, it's, it's pretty cool though. What about you, Curtis? Have you tried it? Uh, only through when we did uh Ripex deep create. When right. We did that, yeah. uh, when we did that thing. That's the only time I've done it. I've done a little bit of that. What is it? Uh, Alia AI or something like that. That um, la 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 AI. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. I haven't checked that out. I, I've seen someone. I think Accurate Beats on YouTube was using that for something. I've done that for um, uh, acapellas and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, also, uh, well, it's a bit old school, but Adobe Audition. You can separate stems for. Uh, well, you can separate the vocals from the instrumentals um, in Adobe Audition and then use that as a stem. Yeah. Um, but like stem splitting, like you've been using and posting on your Instagram, not to that degree. Yeah. Say. Okay. It's, it's pretty crazy. I would recommend it. I mean, these aren't songs I would ever release. I'm going to make some jams for YouTube with them, like sample flip Saturday or something, you know, but, uh, it's just a really interesting way to work and learn the aspects of sound. But when we get to the news topic, I'll talk about another really cool use it has, over in the chat, though, Hydro Fighter says he loves the car test. Yeah, I should have just done it first, but I was like, no, no, it's fine. Just get it done. Like, I had Eon Lake in my head always mocking me for going through, like, eight masters and stuff. So I was like, I'm just going to do it. It's fine. And then I listened in the car. I was like, damn it, Eon Lake. You, you got me. You got me. <laughs> and also in the chat, we've got Bendu, Speak of the Devil. We were just talking about the new release, man. Great job. You work with a lot of samples, don't you, Ben? I'd be curious if you've tried any stem splitting. Um, I know a lot of it's probably also just like vocal samples, but yeah, I'm curious. Um, but yeah, yeah, I had Ian uh, Lake in my head. Uh, just uh, as Bendu is now here, we chatted just before he came in. Uh, Bendu, congrats on the new album. Absolutely fantastic. Loved it. Absolutely bloody yeah. loved it. It was lovely. So yeah, um, absolute new places. Um, that's all I have to say. Ian Lake. No, so they, that's awesome. <laughs> it, it is very much in that regard. Um, you probably listened at the beginning of this broadcast. So <laughs> into more detail. <laughs> yeah, go back to the front. You have to see. Um, yeah, so uh, 
Should we have a look at the news? That's yeah, let's do it. Going on. Yeah. Um, our first piece for this week. Uh, oh, yeah, I've already got it up. Uh, Serato. This is all from you, Samuel. But tell us all yeah, about Serato it. Yeah, Serato Studio. So I uh, found out about it from those DiBiase's Diners, that weekly sample flip. He uses it, I think. It was through Serato's Discord. Discord, And um, I never downloaded it then, but he would make a beat every week on Twitch using Serato Studio, and it has a stem split function. And uh, it's kind of like a DAW, but it's a little... I said DAW light at the intro because it's a, a little not fully fledged. There are plugins and stuff, and you can use third-party, but when you open it, you'll see. But it's free. And the stem separation is free as well. And it's incredibly powerful. Uh, I was trying to take that. That's the DAW. Like, that's what it looks like. Yeah. So it's very sample-based. You can do MIDI and things like that. But it, it's very, like, sequence-heavy and things like that. But And it's built all about samples for the most part. Um, I, so what I was saying about stem splitting, I made it one of the tracks that I finished for the album that I'm putting out was all done on the SP and I did some live performance on top of some sequence stuff on the SP and I didn't want to recreate it cause I was lazy. So I threw it in uh, Serato. <laughs> so I threw it in Serato and I did the stem split and it split everything with like no artifacting. The drums sounded incredible. Like there was no bass mixed in with the drums. The bass was just the bass line and the synth had no low end. Like everything was separated properly. And so I was able to create like three stems out of it and separate. So the lead and the chords were together, which is fine. And then the bass was its own thing. And then the drums were its own thing. So it will also do vocals, but there were no vocals on it. But it was just crazy. So I was able to mix the stems properly in Logic from that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a completely different workflow. And like you say, cuts out a little bit of time of kind of recreate shit. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't. I, you know how when you do something, you record it, and it's like live and improv. Anytime you try to recreate it, it just doesn't have that same thing. Yeah. It just like loses that edge or that spontaneity. And so this was a great way to just get that, but still refine it a bit. So uh, it was pretty cool. I wanted to try to show a video, but I couldn't get. Streamlabs to link up with it so i'll keep working on it because i'd like to show everybody like the stem separation there is a bit of a video at the start of that web page curtis we can play um making music on it's pretty simple and intuitive though i was surprised like i just opened it and started doing stuff without any like i didn't have to youtube it or anything like that it's, it's pretty simple to just navigate Mm. Can, we, uh, can we bring it back up? Yeah, just, just show a little bit of the video. I I, I I want to do it justice, and I feel bad I couldn't get a video to show it. So, Okay, boom, boom. Okay, so this is it. It's all right. It's just from the YouTube itself. Uh, beat making. All right, hang on. I mean, the recording feature is crazy. I mean, I love it. You know what I mean? It's like it's, if I'm making a beat and, you know, Rocky or somebody has an idea, I could turn that on and he could, I could record him in and just get the idea down. And then at that point, I could take that and manipulate that audio and, you know, do something crazy with that. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, it just helps you constantly be creative. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody you're pressing, something cool could happen. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's that type of tool. It's so easy to use Serato Studio and make a quick beat. <laughs> it's really like cheating the system, honestly, because 
because it chops it up. Automatically knows the BPM, the note. You pull up another instrument and knows what key you should play. And it's just super easy. Everything is in key. Everything will sonically sound good, nice which is going to save you, you and your listeners a headache. I'm a sample bass for down. What were you saying, Curtis? Uh, that's the guy who really likes Nico's MIDI core pack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, I, what's really cool, though, it does the BPM. Like they were saying, it senses the BPM. It tries to sense the, core, uh, the scale or key. I mean, there's tons of stuff. And then chopping the audio up in there is really cool. And it's free. Like I said, I mean, this isn't uh, promoted or anything like that sponsored. I just thought it was really cool to do something different with the song that I was stuck on. Like I couldn't change it. And then I do want to try to build some tracks on it or use the SP connected with it. Like how DiBiase does it where he runs the audio back into the SP. So you can do like effects, but it goes back in. There's also a whole like audio overdubbing as you do each scene, like, you know, intro verse chorus. It's, it's pretty crazy. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Like it's a free download and anything that kind of flips your, workflow um is never a bad thing yeah as, weren't we just as, talking about that in a round robin or something like how have you flipped your yeah. workflow recently or something like that yeah there's one yeah i found myself um reacting during the video a little bit like it was a chord pack ad thinking like, <laughs> it, it automatically detects the bpm and i thought oh forget it. And then i thought hang on a minute would you buy a sampler now that didn't automatically detect the bpm of a sample no stop being a dick <laughs> there's the eon lake we love <laughs> over in the chat bendu says that yeah he does mostly spoken word stuff for sampling uh, he says, thanks for the kind words. Very glad to have it out finally. And he's played with some stem splitting in Isotope RX a bit. I forgot RX can do that. I always yeah. think of RX as just being a repair tool. But exactly. Yeah. That's how I always look at it. I forget it can do that. Anybody in the, ch in the chat other than uh, Bendu, have you tried using stem splitting? I'd be curious to hear if you have or if what we've been talking about has made you think about it. It's pretty crazy. Free yeah. software that was. Well, I mean, what's, what's the deal with the paid version? I find myself wondering. I, I was out. I was DJing software. I did. I never noticed they snuck this thing out as well. Yeah, it's like very catered to beat making and things. But I mean, just in terms of what you can do with samples in it, I can see it just for any sort of electronic music for sampling and just recreate, like chopping and recreating your own stuff. Um, I'm not sure actually what the paid one adds. I think there's more to it, and there's some stuff that I think is limited to only being in the paid one. Uh, if anybody's curious and Eon, like it sounds like you are, I can look and uh, get back to you all in the next episode, what the difference is. Mm. I think it's always interesting. Like I th again, we were talking a couple of weeks ago on around Robin about uh, different types. Of, like we're talking about commission work and things like that. And like talking about making stuff for like TV or film or making stuff for a commission like, in terms of a package piece, making our own artwork. I think one of the underspoke un underrated ways of kind of monetizing work if that's what you're interested in is beat making um because you can you can make beats relatively easily and they can you can kind of not to not to diminish the responsibility of what they are but beats can kind of follow a formula when you're kind of putting them out on places for rappers to do something over the top of and so if you've got something dedicated to beat making where you can, kind of, like I say, create a template and a structure and kind of like start almost churning them out. That's, yeah. And if that's dedicated to it, that's, that's, not a, that's not a bad way to go there. 
Yeah. Ian Lake, what about you? I was just sitting there listening to that, thinking of all these like, hungry, thirsty rappers out there, just like, if only I had a beat. Yeah. <laughs> Is there like a global shortage? These, these poor rappers walking the street. Going, Shit, I think, anyone, anyone got any beat? <laughs> I, think, I think in my experience, like, I think the, the, with the rappers that I've worked with or the rappers that I've kind of ran in circles with, a lot of, Oh, a, a creative vibe. Well, we that, lost you there for a second, Curtis. You mind restarting? Oh, it's that bloody internet. It's all right. Um, it's all right. It's, uh, um, <laughs> I think I think it's something like putting you in something a little bit special. I mean, I, I obviously beats that you can like make a thing and a template out of them, but I think it's the combination of different sounds and like things underrated things. There's like, a lot yeah, of like, different ways you can go with it. Definitely. Yeah. I was thinking like in the band, the traditional bands, right? You've got, you know, a few vocalists. You've got tons of guitarists. You've got less bass players, and you've got less drummers. So, what's like the ratio of beat makers to rappers? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. That's a good question. I mean, you got a fair point. Yeah, that's a good a question. Over in the you chat, Hydro Fighter says, uh, "I haven't played with stem splitting, but probably would if I wanted other people to remix my stuff. I don't think I would get it for what I do." One thing I. I find interesting though is the stem separation for drums, like to just get drum sounds and stuff. It's always mm-hmm. like, I mean, there's legal issues and stuff, but if you're looking for just like random drum sounds to manipulate and stuff like that, I'm not saying you release it. I'm just saying if you want to yeah. just do drum things and stuff, it, that's what I've been doing with those uh, stems on Koala, just like making new drum beats and stuff like that. Maureen's friend said, sorry for being late. I used the above before for a Hot Mulligan Charlie XCX remix I did a while back. Uh, welcome, Marines friend. Uh, you're not late. You're just on time. Don't worry. Uh, when you say above, do you mean Serato Studio or um, Isotope? What Bendy was saying in the chat. Let us know. I'm curious. And if it was Serato um, Studio, what did you think about it? We'd like to say, um, I mean, we're talking about uh, remixing and revisiting old tracks uh, a bit later in the round, Robin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been interesting. Yeah. If you're anything like me and your projects are an absolute mess <laughs> and you don't archive properly, it might actually be easier to try and split your mix into stems than to try and find <laughs> the original material. It's interesting. I was bouncing down all the stems to Marooned uh, a couple of a couple of weeks ago, and my god, like the the whole like when you like the idea of like going into a project which you've been working on for months, and then you go back to it a few weeks later after you finished it the time separation of everything making sense and like you know back in the, like you, you make a new stem and it's like ah oh, i don't need to rename that because i know what that's all about yeah. and you go back to it three weeks later, it's like yeah. ah shit okay what all right. the hell is this is the work of a madman what is this monstrosity yeah, yeah exactly um, i'm joking of course though all my arrangements are uh, very clear and labeled and highly <laughs> professional you're speaking purely ironically (laughs) yeah i think that's the musician's curse is just poor labeling (laughs) you've got to keep going with the flow haven't you exactly exactly um we've got a little bit of wub wub coming from my mic it's it's louder now after that is it louder now yeah (laughs) how's that I right? think it's good. I think it's good. Yeah, Chat, let us know if you agree. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a bit of dubstep coming from yeah. the microphone? Let us that, know. Speaking of, you could stem split this audio and get that wub wub for your next banger. Yeah. There you go. Uh, remix my voice and all the monstrosity that comes out of my face. And yeah, there, there you yeah. go. Um, 
next up in the news, we have uh, so, oh, it's not particularly gear, but uh, it's a very interesting news for those of us on this side of the Atlantic in Europe. Um, it's gear related. It's gear related. Yeah. It's very gear related. It's more than gear adjacent. It is gear, I think. <laughs> exactly. Um, Super Booth uh, 23 is coming back in May. Tickets are now open and for sale on that one. Uh, it's in Berlin. I don't know if it's always in Berlin, but um, it was last time. I think. I think it is always it last... is. Yeah. Yeah, it always is. Yeah. Um, I always watch Sonic State do their little tour of it. Later. Well, not so Early. little. It's massive, but their tour of it, I should say. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, uh, it is in Berlin uh, this year from 11th to the 13th of May. Um, and there's over 200 exhibitors from over 34 countries presenting the latest in th- synthesizers and electronic music technology. Something I feel we might be slightly interested in. Just a um, little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. So, yeah. Um, just a little public service announcement. Um, we did look at the tickets. Uh, you can get a day ticket for 40 euros, which is about $40 at the moment. Um and a three-day ticket wow. is 98 euros. Um, at the moment, I did look on pre-sale. They are on 79, but they will go up to 98, that kind of thing. Um, we were talking about this on Monday uh, as part of the, the Sun Walker and Curtis Audionautic weekly meet, um, <laughs> <laughs> where we were kind of like planning out the week and where we're going for this. And um, Well, Sun Walker, tell us what we were talking about. Yeah, well, thanks to our patrons who uh, help support what we do here. And if you want to check it out, you can head to patreon.com slash audionautic. Um, we've been talking that Curtis is pretty close by, um, so he may try to head on over there. Yeah, um, it's I'm in Prague, uh, which is about, uh, in terms of trains, I think it's about four or five hours away. Um, and I could, in theory, hop up on a Friday afternoon. Uh, after work, and then stay there for the Saturday because it's it's till the Saturday, and then let's have a look and see what we're all up to. Um, if you were, if you guys listening back either live or in the stream, let us know if that's something you'd be interested in because uh, it's something I wouldn't mind doing, um, and it would be something quite an adventure, something a bit yeah. Unique, and you know? and when we say going, I mean he's got all the gear to record audio so he can check things out. Um, report back to us and we can make a whole episode out of it where we he'd show some clips and we'd talk about it and his experience there and i think it would be really fun and i mean you know me anything that's hardware and gear i love so at least i could live vicariously through you in those moments you know and if we do a whole episode on it that can cover up the fact that i won't be talking to him for a while if he does go (laughs) Think about going it. Uh, it'd be quite quick. And obviously, obviously, it would just be me with a selfie, and you, all you'd see is my face and none of the actual electronic stuff. It would I mean, if, it was, if we here. saw the gear, I'd be disappointed. We want to see the reaction. It'll be a reaction video, obviously. Obviously. Um, so let us know. <laughs> if, that's, if that's something that you'd be down for, uh, let us know in the chat or let us know. Uh, patrons, let us know. Because, um, uh, yeah, it would be a part of your generosity that would be helping us get there. Um, so... Yeah, uh, extra behind-the-scene bits for our patrons, etc. Um, let us know. We'd really like to know. Yeah, I'd be curious if anyone in the chat or Eon Lake has ever been to Superbooth or any of those big events like that. Very much so. I know uh, that we've had people go to the US ones. That's right, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I forget who it was now, but I think 
I just have to stay away from these things. I'd love to get a super booth. Um, but Come with me. Your studio <laughs> is a super booth in its own right, though. I mean, <laughs> you could, we could tour your studio and it would be like super booth 23. I don't see how two days would be enough for me, really, <laughs> yeah. to get around everything I'd want to see while I was there. So, yeah, well, I, I, it could be terrible for me. I think I should stay away. I think it's... It, they should actually move it further away from me just to keep it out of reach. I'll, I'll have a word and see if they can come directly to Prague. Uh, we'll <laughs> um, but we would, we do it based on, because I think they release who's going to be there in the next couple of days or a couple of weeks. Um, and so, you know, uh, if you're a patron, uh, let us know who you'd be interested in. And that would give me some form of idea of who to head for. Because me being the ADHD riddle kid I am, it would just be a case of, ah, oh, bleeps and bloops would get you. Exactly. And I'd just be lost in the field of paralysis of analysis. Yeah. So if you are looking for anything in particular, drop us a message or let us know in the discord and we'll go from there. But that could be fun. I mean, Maureen's yeah. friend seems to be down live correspondent <laughs> Curtis in the wild press passes. Maybe in a few years when we've got some credibility, that'd be quite nice. Uh, but for now, we're just going to go and have a chat and do everything like that. Frequency so, yeah. Control Center is also in the chat. He says, hey guys, hey Paul, how are you doing? What's up? Hey FCC, welcome to the show. Oh. It's nice to see you. Um, uh, did you let us know, did you end up buying those speakers? Let us know. Uh, which ones do you go for? Because I'd be curious to see. For those that don't know what he's referring to, he's talking about a chat that happened over in our Discord, uh, which if you want to come hang out with us and talk about synth shit, you can head to the link in the description to come join us. Uh, we talk a lot about gear, production. I just posted a video over there about uh, breaking down the Amen break, you know, that's in like drum and bass and all that stuff. He, uh, I forgot who it was. It's on the Discord, but he recreated it on one of those little rolling drum machines and then put it in the del- deluge and like chopped it up. It, really cool. Um, very cool. And he says, Frequency Control Center says, no, still researching and mulling things over. Yeah, uh, well, let us know when you get one. Let us know over in the Discord. But yeah, there's a growing group of people over there talking about music and all that stuff. So if you want to come join, just head to the link in the description. Very much so. Uh, we have, uh, for our patrons who are listening back, uh, we have our patron hangout on Sunday, uh, which is at 7 p.m. UTC, which is 10 a.m. Pacific time or 8 p.m. Central European time for Look those of us on the continent um, <laughs> that is once a month we hang out with our patrons to sit and chat shit about since as some authors said very much so um and also on monday mondays uh, again 10 30 ish pacific um me and some author are sitting out in the voice chat for everyone we just sit and have a bit of fun together again nerd out we're finding a lot of people because we all have uh, significant others of some description who have, whose eyes just glaze over <laughs> without talking about synthesis. And so it's nice to be around our own people. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like if that. I mentioned stem splitting to like my wife, she'd just be like, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I, I, got the, uh, I got the launch control uh, the, the other week, as you know. And um, I, was, I, was, well, I was explaining to my girlfriend how it worked. And she was just like, Okay. Cool. Right, you, have, you have fun. <laughs> but you're like, I MIDI CC this to that, and I can do all of this, and I can change what I'm live streaming. Oh, that's that's great. I need this here. That thing there moves. Look, look. <laughs> <laughs> but we all know what that's like. 
speaking of the very depths of synthesis and nerding out on weirdy bleep bloop things, <laughs> uh, Surge XT. This is our last piece of news for this mm. particular week. Um, mm. And in my absence of everything, uh, Eon Lake was uh, running around looking at what the going on. Surge <laughs> XT, the very famous uh, open source synthesizer, which is really, really nice if you haven't checked it out. It's now gone modular in a set of modules for VCV RAM. Mm. Um, completely and utterly free. Um, there's no payment for this at all. But VCVR, I think you have to pay to be a VST, is that right? I think you need the paid version for VSTs, yeah. Um, which is a small... You've got it, haven't you? It's a small investment to make. <laughs> I really should use it. This, is, <laughs> this, this program's so useful to me. <laughs> I'm <laughs> stuff I been doing. Uh, yeah. That's what we need to say. Well, there's uh, 20 effects uh, and with the original presets from the Surge XT itself, 33 filter types, uh, analog model modeling, uh, mixing, and utilities tool. Everything that is in Surge XT. Now, Surge XT, I don't know if you guys have ever used as the VST itself. No, no. I haven't used it, but it's... No, it's in your been... absence, we were all like, Ian Lake and I were just like, what is that? <laughs> the KVR Reader's Choice Award multi-winning um, modular bits instrument. So, yes. it, you know, it's got a bunch of stuff all in one sort of, you know, pretend chassis. So it's kind of obvious to sort of adapt it for modular. And it's open source, which means it's free, which is the price tag that we like to start shopping at. That's true. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Um, it's Surge XT itself is, again, it's still open source, so it's completely free. And it runs uh, on... Uh, uh, well, you can go into any DAW, but the wonderful thing about it is its malleability. And it's... it's uh, I, it's not a wavetable synth, but it's incredibly versatile. It's FM synthesis, and it kind of really allows you to kind of really dive deep and kind of create your own sounds with it. Um, it's been a staple for, um, again, coming back to beat makers and <laughs> those who like to make weird sounds. Um, so it's interesting to see it go into modular, the modular world. Yeah, that's cool. Exactly. Yeah, very much so. Um, Do you so again, have a CV rack, Curtis? I do, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have, I have VCV rack. I haven't paid for the VST, okay. uh, but that's a conscious decision. Just because the idea of it is that you know, here I have my modular, here I have my DAW, and then I import stuff. I suppose a bit more traditional, like also mm. I'm also I'm I, I've been eating rice for the last two weeks, so like, I could <laughs> do with uh, buying food first. But yeah, um, it's very good VCV, and if you want to get into modular. And you don't have the ability to buy modules. Um, it's a great way to do it. It's a great way to get into it and learning about how to get this sort of stuff done. Yeah, it's a great way of getting over the initial limitations of only having sort of one of those and one of those and one of those. And maybe you actually needed two of those and three of those. If it's all virtual, you have as many of that module as you want. So you can build up little sections for voices and for uh, complications and CV stuff, save them independently, bolt them together in new racks. It's it's more versatile than the physical world is, yeah, that's for that sure. Sense. I think uh, when back in the day when we were doing light speeds uh, and we had 
both Eon Lake and Letters from Mouse on talking about modular mm-hmm. synthesis. I think the idea, I mean, one of the things that sticks with me is the idea that you always need another VCA. You can never have too many VCAs. And I think that very much is true with something like VCV rack because you need another one. Oh, okay. I got v. It. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Even worse, you've got the VCA, but you run out of patch cables. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, How annoying is that? That's never going to happen. So, yeah. It's a great way to get into that. Plus, you know, I mean, I don't know if you looked at those modules, but they're very tidy-looking ones. They they look good, and they've certainly been tried. Well, the, the sound in in the XT has been tried and tested many, many times. So, um, yeah, it's pretty amazing that's in there. There are also things like Instruo modules and obviously the, uh, the clones of the other open-source stuff like Mutable Instruments. There's a lot in there to be playing with, really. Mm-hmm. This really does help their case a big deal, I think. Yeah. Um, so it's always good fun. Um, yeah. I mean, somewhat, but you are somewhat hesitant towards the modular world yourself. Would that be fair to say? Well, I, I don't have the money for the modular world at the moment. So, yeah. But it is VCV rack or something along those lines. Would that be something you'd be interested in studying? No, because then I'd want to get into botular. <laughs> keep, keep me far away from that. He knows a rabbit hole when he sees one. Uh, yeah, I, I don't need that. I'm already in the sampler rabbit hole. Like, keep me far away, far, far away from that. Like me and Superbooth, really. Yeah, I, I would love to get into modular at some point, but um, it's definitely not, not now. And I'd much rather get like an eight-string guitar or something like that in the moment than That's get fair. something like that. Um, I just need to find some money and I, I'd love to build a little euro rack um, but yeah it's just the money it's the barrier to entry with that kind of thing mm. yeah well I mean that's the nice thing about VCV I suppose though that there really isn't much barrier but like I was saying is it's easy to then be like okay now I know what I want I'm gonna get it and David in the chat says stay away son Warper. Hey, I'm trying it keeps trying to grab me but I'm like no no I think I'm good for now well, now. I mean, we, we have we have Ben do in the chat. <laughs> he does save, a yourself. save yourself, yeah. <laughs> we have uh, we have Ben do in the chat who does that has a little bit of modular. We have got Maureen's friend who uses a lot of modular. I think uh, semi modular, like the Moog stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, my Erebus is semi modular, but I yeah yeah. I, I'm cur- I'm currently fiddling with a Behringer crate, which is semi modular. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. The yeah, just we'd like to know what what you guys get a kick out of it for. We know what Eon Lake does and why he does it. And Deep what State. All about. Deep State. Um, well, it used yeah. to be that there were things that you could do there that you couldn't do elsewhere. So mm-hmm. I, I think, for me, one of the fundamental things about modular is that with normal sequencing and MIDI, you've got your note-on information and your pitch information are tied together. They're related, right? And one of the things that modular gives you is the ability to completely separate those two things. Mm. and have a rhythm that goes that is going to be when your notes play and a pitch thing that's going and changing that's going to be what pitch is played, but they can have nothing to do with each other at all. Mm. You know, you can separate those elements and do all sorts of weird things and self-modulate. So a lot of this stuff has found its way into digital audio workstations and sense mm. and so on. So it's, it's less of an argument than it was before, but it's just that ability to just rewire and do things differently and, mess around i think uh it might have been maureen's friend i might be misquoting the idea of making a patch using it but then once you unplug everything mm-hmm. that's it and it's gone 
distractive. Yeah. Completely yeah. distractive. That's yeah. why you sample it, make a sample library out of it. But yeah. And David says yeah. the clocking is brilliant too. And Bendu says, I like VCV rack. Uh, if it had been around when I started, it might have saved me a bunch of money. <laughs> 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 yeah. I think that's, that's the way we're at with that one. I think yeah. we're, all, we're all kind of like modular once. We all want it. Uh, I suppose it's just the financial side of things. But yeah, that is the, the news for this week. Uh, if there's anything that springs your interest, or let us know. Uh, we Well, because we source these, this news week in, week out, but if there's anything in particular that you find interesting or you feel like we should know about, please let us know. We'd, be, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, definitely. And Bendu also says that's the power of modular. Just record it all and sample yourself. Yeah. And you yeah. could even stem split. And yeah. <laughs> um, so that brings us to the new, uh, end of the news. Uh, so we should go into buzzing. We should go back into uh, the marketing for this week. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And this one is, uh, is largely Curtis. So he has um, got the buzz, but no, it, I think it's solved again. Just uh, before you tweet, just just mute yourself because it's making some loud clicks. Uh, but you're I good tweet. now. I think the I think the buzz is gone. Okay. Uh, but no, when you unplug, you know it makes that pop noise. Apologies yeah. for anyone's ears, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but so Curtis has done a month of daily posts on social media for January. So we thought it would be interesting to take a look at well what he learned from it, but also sort of the metrics and um, whether he thinks, you know, because a lot of social media gurus will tell you post daily, that's the way to grow. Well, he did. So let's find out whether he thinks it's worth it or if that's not exactly true for musicians or, you know, what what were your experiences? Let's talk it that way. All right. I was listening to my, my cat, Tina, was sneezing uncontrollably. <laughs> horrible. So I oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, January. Um Glad it's over. I think I mentioned that a little bit last week. I'm glad it's over. Um, I had real good fun. Like, I think, like, uh, discussing things with Hardware Gems and with uh, Atlas Castle, for example, who was another big proponent of it. And it was nice to kind of go for back and forth in the community with that. Mm-hmm. Posting daily, quite happy to not be doing that, I think. Uh, <laughs> quite happy to not be doing that anymore. Um, I, for full disclosure, I recorded it in about three or four batches. So I did, I think, about the first 12, 13 days and one day of changing T-shirts and stuff. And then I did uh, another batch up until about day 20. Then I did stuff day by day for a bit. Then there was a couple of extras where I was just like, I didn't have time. And I just got my phone and while I was at work, just recorded something. That kind of mm-hmm. um, Didn't record necessarily in order. And I just recorded as they kind of went through. So I think I did. I Whereas, okay, the idea of January, I think, is you have a jam a day and then you kind of create something for it. Um, so there is that involved. Um, and I did find at the beginning a lot of posting was quite interesting, uh, especially as coming on the context of the fact that my Instagram has mainly been quite dormant for the last year because I haven't been doing much because I haven't felt the need to. It did it was a great way to kind of kickstart that again. Like the reach increased as time went through and more people could see my content and that kind of comes through. Um, that kind of grew throughout half the month. And then by the second half of the month, 
that kind of diminished back down to basically nothing, um, which is the usual for my Instagram account, should we say? Um, and but nonetheless, my reach increased, and more people followed me, and more people kind of saw what I'm doing, and I have seen an increase in my stories. So what I have seen is like I've seen more people now seeing my story. So when I take a mm-hmm. picture of cats more people are interested in that and more people can see that which is not directly related to the music but i suppose it's that whole kind of branding right stuff i suppose um yeah i can't remember what i was going to say after that yeah um (laughs) that's all right i think that's a lot to take in there um it's it's interesting so you were saying that you found that um when it started, your analytics were much higher. And then as it went, it kind of went back to baseline. Yeah. So it, it kind of, uh, it kind of went through where, um, it, yeah, it really grew when I started again, but then the consistent posting, and we've seen this a bit with the audio Nautic YouTube channel as well, that if you, it seems like perhaps maybe if you post too much, your reach goes back down again. Yeah. So I think there's an equilibrium to be struck. So, um, I don't. We don't know if it's the same for YouTube Shorts or for TikTok, which is something that we're going to test next month. This but month, this oh, I suppose yeah, we're in February. Aren't we? I mean, yeah. this month, um, maybe starting tomorrow. <laughs> maybe starting tomorrow. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll, we have. I have created an Audionautic TikTok account, and we are going to post to Shorts once a day until the end of the month and see what happens. Just see what happens and see if it goes. If it creates the same issues or if issues or the same ideas what's going on i do think tiktok is a bit different in terms mm. of consumer consumption oh there's a there's a word or mm. two uh but i think tiktok does promote because i i've been messing around with tiktok as sun warper and i don't post daily or anything i only post the same amount that i post on other things but i've noticed like different things um putting text that's text to speech at the start helps comparatively. And when I do post more frequently on TikTok, like if I use backlogged fo- video or something it does get, seem to get more reach, like it keeps going. But with Instagram, I seem to find that's different, but I'd be curious um, to those listening in the chat in terms of like watching a musician, not being a musician posting, but in terms of if you go on social media, what's your take on daily posts? Like, do you find it's too much when you see someone posting that frequently? I, I'm just curious. Um, me personally, like, I I do find that it's a little like that's a lot, you know. And uh, you had mentioned, and I don't want to steal your thunder, but you had mentioned one of the thing, the best things you found of it was that it's if you're trying to learn how to make video or something like that. It's it's very helpful to do that quantity. And they yeah. say that I think that's the same with YouTube too. like post more frequent. I'm not saying daily, but to the best of your, you know, while keeping quality up to learn how to use Final Cut Pro or uh, what's the what's the one you use? Um, Adobe Premiere, right? Okay. Premiere Pro. Yeah, something like that to learn how it works, learn the way of the system, all that. And I get that for sure. Yeah, and I think that's that's one thing that was really useful, especially I was coming from a context of a new setup with a new computer and a new camera, that kind of thing. The idea of going back to like recording the raw audio, syncing the audio with the video, make it all nice, you know, and doing that over and over and over, that was really useful. Yeah. Um, the idea of uh, getting into that, because we do that, though, with Audionautic week in, week out, from what we have been doing now for nearly a year because we're on episode 48 um that, that notion, year 
yeah that system that we've been there i already kind of understood so if it's a i suppose if you are new to the game so to speak and you're looking to get a foothold it's really useful for that kind of thing very much a kickstart in the name it's january first month of the year kickstart yourself if you are a bit more seasoned and i'm not saying that i'm uh, i'm any more than anyone else but if you've been doing this for a bit maybe there's other ways in which you can focus your energies which might be a bit more productive in short yeah yeah maybe you can separate out the positive elements i mean i think there's a good point there for learn by doing if it's something you don't already know how to do but institutionalizing a daily practice is probably a good thing you don't necessarily have to put it you know you'd have to stream it all or you can save them up and use them over a longer time period but having a a regular um what's the word a sort of a regime where you do it you know you always turn up you do your thing you go about your business it's probably a good thing to institutionalize but yeah i mean you could cover more time with it couldn't you you could i think so very much so um so i think there's there's pluses and cons i think if you're looking to grow in terms of content and marketing there's definitely a way to do that but i think it's about finding that balance and yeah so i think i mean we've some has found some success with like once a once a week um and i'm gonna try posting big stuff you know twice a month and go from there and see what we're going on we are going to like i say we are going to experiment with tiktok i've just created an audience at TikTok. yeah and youtube shorts there. to see yeah. daily posting on youtube shorts on uh the audio nautic youtube very much so yeah very much so um so yeah uh that's what i've got from there if anyone else has done january and is interested let's know what we've been doing i've seen some people do it um while i've been surfing the interwebs be nice to see if i've missed anything because it is good fun to see what people are doing with their sounds yeah david says once a week feels better as a consumer that's kind of where i'm at once to three times a week is kind of like what i feel like is best for me so Mm. yeah it's just interesting to hear everybody's take and if anybody has questions for curtis about uh his experience or making the videos daily i mean he batched it but he was still posting them and editing editing them and things like that let us know in the chat or if you're listening back let us know in the comments um yeah very much so very much so um we are going to uh have to cut to the transition screen i think yeah we gotta we gotta pause for a moment and come back so uh, just bear with us for one moment and we'll be yeah. back. We will be back. Uh, problem with Google. Two minutes.
And, and we're back. Yeah. So uh, Bendu says costume change. I wish. No, it's a Google issue. They uh, they apparently now are limiting chats to an hour or something. They're just trying to stop us, but they can't stop us. We're back. So don't worry can't about stop it. The machine. Yeah. <laughs> we'll look into it. We'll look at it. Just, well, we've toyed with that, having that with us before, but it's never, they've never actually followed through with it. So that's weird. I think maybe, um, I mean, this is the first time because of my internet issues. It's the first time that well, I'm logging I- in. I wonder if it's because maybe it's in a U.S. thing because I was audionautic on this call. Now I'm oh. Sunwarper again, but because you weren't going to be here, so I had to pick up the reins. So maybe that's a thing. Maybe, that's a thing. <laughs> maybe it's I'd... a U.S. thing or something because I kept getting um, notifications when I'd go on calls that it was like only an hour, but when it kept working for us, so yeah. Oh, it really shows that the three of us, like when one of us drops, uh, the whole thing is affected, isn't it? Really? Uh, <laughs> it is nice yeah. to see, though, that uh, we're back in the right order with you on the top left or my top left. I guess it's probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Frequency a Control pop- Center said, uh, can someone do a drum roll? Yeah, you're welcome to do it. Yeah, well, there we And, you know, I mean, why haven't you got your, you should have your 404. I, in, yeah, know, with right. those samples I've been getting with the drums, I have some drum rolls. I could go like, <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah. Apologies for that, but uh, this is a live show, and occasionally things like these happen. So the beauty is, though, if you watch this after on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you won't see that because I edit all of that out. Unless yeah. you guys want that, I mean, you know, it's it's up to you. <laughs> but but we'd love if you'd head over there and just give a rating if you'd like to help us. Um, appease the algorithm shall we say oh, very much so um we've had people uh comment and like and we, we cut it all up and do it but get rid of the ums and ours and some people like that more polished kind of broadcast um sometimes there's different things as well so it's always interesting to find out so let us know if you do go check it out drop us a message let us know what you think yeah but yes so shall we go to the round robin yeah so, in a wonderful way, this is some Warpers round robin because I couldn't think of a subject this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so. luckily, it came to me about five minutes before we went live and two minutes before Curtis was like, my internet's gone. <laughs> I just messaged him and was like, hey, what about this as an idea? And he's like, my internet's gone. So, I was like, well, we're running with it because it's just Eon Lake and I, I guess. Um, so, Curtis, before I talk about it, do you want to just briefly describe what the round robin is for those that are listening for the first time or on the clip? Yeah. Uh, so the round robin is uh, the the section of the show where we have a question, be it about music production, be it existential or production or something along those lines, something to discuss. Essentially, it's the discussion round, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's what this is. We it's more of a. Sometimes we get a bit philosophical. Sometimes we get a bit existential. In the case of Eon Lake, sometimes we get a bit ranty, and that's absolutely fine. Sometimes. <laughs> I really wanted when I was editing the last video, sorry to go on a tangent, but Eon like did the greatest eye roll I've ever seen when we were talking oh. about something. And I really wanted to just zoom in and just show that, but I felt it'd be unfair to Eon Lake and I didn't get a chance to ask him if I could do it. So, but if you do watch it, you can see him do a, a, a glorious, glorious eye roll. It's like near the end of the show, but it's on, uh, all the, it's on YouTube as well. <laughs> Very much so. Um, <laughs> could put it on a t-shirt if you wanted to. The inspiring <laughs> theoretical t-shirts that we do. Um, yeah. yeah. So that is the round robin. Sam Whopper, uh, tell us all about this week's. Yeah, so this came to me today, actually, because the band Thrice, who are one of 
my like biggest influences in my formative years. And this album specifically was one of the things that got me into music making and really taking guitar seriously. Um, it's called the artist in the ambulance. And I think it came out in 2003. So they just surprise dropped today, a complete re-recording they did this year of the album. And this band thrice for anyone that's not familiar with them have gone through, it's the same lineup the whole time, but they've gone through multiple like stylings. Those early albums were like post hardcore. Then they went to this more kind of experimental sound. And then this like, bluesy aggressive raw i don't know how to describe their later works but they're they're all really cool but they've changed their tone a ton and all this stuff so it was very interesting to see the band and who they are today revisit these like very hard aggressive like chuggy chunky riffs with these like bluesy vocal sounds and stuff and and they didn't when they recreated it, they didn't like recreate it in their current style it's like them redoing it. I guess they weren't always happy with the production or something like that. I don't know. But it's just this really cool combination of like who they are today with what they were then and seeing how it comes. So I just wanted to bring to you guys and also to the chat the idea of revisiting old tracks and not just revisiting to like open the DAW and look at it, but like actually recreating it with who you are today, your experiences, your knowledge, your music production knowledge, but just like who you are at all you know like it's just an interesting idea so i wanted to get your guys's take if you'd ever if you've ever done that would ever do it or uh if not why and chat feel free to chime in as well i'm very curious about it how about curtis we start with you i'll just i'll start by just saying we started this show with uh, a stem splitter because we didn't want to revisit old tracks or redo old tracks this is interesting <laughs> well okay uh, just the track in question at the start is the new track that's coming out in February yeah. that I, yeah, yeah, it's not an old track. It was, I know, I know. I'm, being, <laughs> I'm being facetious. Um, but yeah, um, I'm, I'm all for it. Like, I love it. I love doing it because when you, especially if there's a load of stems that you have forgotten about or you kind of lost your way with um, coming back to it and kind of giving it new life, it can, with like new knowledge fresh ideas that kind of thing it's never a bad thing um what do you think about got, starting from zero though like none of the stems just recreating it i, I know mean, we're electronic music so i know it's a little different so I'll, I'll give some leeway like if you already have some stems but like i, I don't just mean like a remix like oh i opened the stems like what i did for glass taurus where i just tweaked hmm. everything to what i am now that's cool too and we can talk about that but i mean like actually restarting or just I like think, maybe using one stem and rebuilding. I mean, personally, I'd do it if they felt that I could, if there was something I could add value to. So, like, say I was going to go back to like my old SoundCloud stuff, which I've never released uh, on Spotify or officially. I didn't even know you had old SoundClouds. Now mm. I want to dig and find if you, it. If you if you want to see like the pre Curtis stuff, it's all on SoundCloud. Um, and that possibly I would because I feel like those stories still need fleshing out and I feel like I could still bring something new. Yeah. Feel a math onwards. I feel like they're kind of, they're in time. And for me, at least my, my process is all, oh, my process. Look at me with the process. Um, the idea is like, the, uh, the idea is like, it's a moment in time and it is what it is. It's not perfect, mm -hmm. but it, it tells a story and I put my heart on my sleeve and I'll tell another story in a different way down the line. But that's what that story meant to me then. So I'd be less inclined to do that purely because yeah, of that, those reasons. 
the, okay. uh, the stuff, the, the, the depths of my SoundCloud, perhaps, <laughs> because that's a whole different kettle of fish. So for what I'm getting is if it's something you're not very happy with, you'd want to revisit it. If it's stuff from a certain point where you feel good about or it captures a moment specifically, you'd want to leave it, right? In a way, yeah. Like I, So like take Needles, like my track Needles, which is seems to be my most popular one on Feelamath, right? I don't particularly... I think there are things that could be better with that, but I've had a, I've had of all my tracks, I've, I've had a lot of people come to me saying, "I love this track. This is a great track. Um, it's a wonderful track. It's one of your best tracks." And I'm like, "Cool, that means something to them." And then, so I feel like taking that away from them might be a little bit mor- uh, morose. So That's an interesting thought because, see, I don't, I don't view it as taking it away. I'm not saying you remove the song, right? Maybe I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Like, I'm not saying you delete it and say, this is the definitive version. It's, it's similar to kind of like what Maureen's friend is saying in the chat. Uh, he says, conceptually, I love the idea akin to jam bands having dozens of live versions from different eras. That's kind of how I'm thinking of it. It's like even thrice build it. I think as the artist in the ambulance revisited, right? It's revisited. It's not definitive version. And, um, I mean, I totally get what you're saying, and you're right. It, it captures a moment in time. That's like my whole point of Future Fade was to capture a moment in time. I don't know if I'd ever return to something like that because those were specific to that month, right? Like, mm. it was a, a thing. And so, but other things like Eidolon or even Radiant Visage, like five or ten years down the line, it'd be interesting to do just to, like, really see who you are now compared to then, Um yeah, I mean, one thing I, as a caveat to that, yeah. to just build upon that, one thing I did do, there is a version of Needles that there's a rap over the top when mm-hmm. I collaborated with a couple of rappers in Vietnam. And that is interesting. And that yeah. is something I do. Where if you take a beat or you take something that's instrumental and then you give it to a vocalist and put something over the top and then work, rework the track to fit that in, that's always intrigued me. That's something that I always enjoy doing. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But I think that's. That, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was well, just no, going to no, read no, some chat. So that's that's it. That, that's yeah. all I have to. That's my caveat. It's like if yeah. you're doing something new with it, and if you're bringing something fresh to the mix, then yes, in that way. I love working with rappers as well. So yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> they need you. They need those beats, man. <laughs> Apparently, uh, over in the chat before we get to Eon Lake, uh, Frequency Control Center says I'd like to remix and remaster my first album because I had no idea what I was doing back then. Sometimes those were the best, though. Like, I listened to some of my early works, and I'm like, I don't even know how I did that, but it's cool. Like, But I also get feeling like you could really do something better with it. Like, the idea's there, but it's just not quite finessed right. Um, Bendu says, I've done this, and one of my releases has the revisit, recreate. In hindsight, I stayed too close to the original demo. That's interesting. So you would want to change it more drastically. When you say too close did you just do like a one-to-one recreation or um, are you saying actually changing structure and things like that? I'd be very curious. And then frequency control center says maybe remixing old tracks. Like you would do a remix of someone else's track would be fun. Get some distance from it and treat it as something new. That's the Eon like special right there. Chop up a song. I mean, he does it with songs that don't even exist for real yet. (laughs) And then, uh, Marine's friend said, or Taylor's version, Taylor Swift, I think he means in the event any of us lose all the rights to our music, I'd re-record. Yeah. Yeah. So let's yeah. go to Eon Lake. Long awaited. <laughs> What's your take <laughs> on it? If it's a rant, I'll be surprised. But but by it's all means. Don't do it. Never, never go back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
very staunch. Yeah, yeah that's that, a, that's a that, very staunch. I no more. So what's it? That line. Return to my own vomit, just like a dog. You know, it's no, no. Unless you're Taylor Swift, in which case, yeah, you probably should. Marketing. Not those people. No, um, I'm joking, of course. Um, I like the idea of it. I don't know. I shy away from it personally because it feeds too much. That, that doesn't mean I won't do it, but I, I kind of resist a bit because I think it feeds into that sort of like, oh, it's like the, is the guy who did Star Wars, George Lucas? George Lucas. Are yeah. you actually asking? Well, <laughs> I thought you were well, making a joke. Well, he, he can't leave the bloody films alone. He's forever re-editing them and picking <laughs> bits in. And just, uh, well, he can't do that it. anymore. He doesn't own it. That's Disney now. Yeah, he's, he's been successfully stopped now. But you know what I mean? It's that whole sort of the perfectionist thing where that could have been better, that could have been better, that could have been better. It's like, yes. But if there's one thing that working with live bands taught me, it, it's that it, it's about having a vibe, right? You can forgive mistakes and imperfections if the vibe is there. Mm-hmm. That's what the music is about. It's about feeling. It's about capturing something. It's about translating it so that somebody else can hear it. And if that's there, then don't you dare touch anything else. Do you know what I mean? Or <laughs> I suppose, um, you know, I challenge you to go back and try and make it better without losing that and see if you can, because I find you just end up overworking things. And and for me, the first go is a bit like that, really. If you don't, if you don't get there within a certain time frame, you're just going to work that track to death and just kill its vibe and mm-hmm. it just doesn't happen, you know. So I don't know. I've heard some bands that have really re-recorded stuff because they didn't like they didn't like the original studio version mm-hmm. and now they're better and they got better gear and they thought, all right, well, you know, let's redo it. And then I've heard the second version. It's like, all right, the first one had flaws. The second one sounds it's got flaws. <laughs> it's got <laughs> now you have two impact perfect versions of your album. You know, I mean, it was it was a, like a thrash metal band is one of the ones that I was thinking of, and the new version had really boxy sounding guitars on. I mean, the drums were better, maybe the vocal takes were better, but the guitars sounded awful. Mm. Um, they were really tinny on the original album. They're really boxy on the redone album. <laughs> so they traded terrible. one imperfection for the other. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're just trading stuff off. Um, I like the idea of reworking tracks and doing something different with it. And I'm working on my live stuff at the moment, and I consider it like, you know, it's open season. Like, you know, I'll, I'm going to build the songs and the structure I want, but if I want to throw other stuff in and change out drums and stuff, that's fine. You know, if something happens while I'm doing it, it will change as long as it, as long as it sounds good in the end. That's the main thing, really. But yeah, I try to focus about moving forward and doing something different next time and, you know, and learn from mistakes and not try and go back to correct. But if you have something that you think you could do something completely different with, then, you know, I think it's a good and artistic thing to go and do. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just found it very interesting just in terms of like 20 years later, seeing how different you are, but how can you kind of like create the same thing, but with the sort of a different flavor, like how Maureen's friend was saying different eras of a jam band, they're different versions of it. It's just, it's just an interesting idea. I'm not talking about like a song you did yesterday or uh, a song, you know, that you never released. Like I mean something from five, 10, 15 years ago 
and just like just kind of like visiting an old friend but doing something completely I don't know, just like doing, seeing how different you guys are or something, you know, like, I I don't know if I can describe it properly, but it's just an interesting idea. And I was just curious to see what you guys think. And um, over in the chat, uh, Hydro Fighter says, this subject has a connection to big artists selling their catalog. Don't sell it if you intend on reworking it, like Maureen's friend said about Taylor. Uh, Hydro Fighter also says, I like going back to B-sides and reworking them into something new, but I don't have much intent on ever reworking a previously released track. Would rather just move on with new songs. And then Frequency Control Center says, I do tend to move on quite quickly to new stuff, even tracks a few months old. I don't really want to go back to that often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bendu just added, incorporating old tracks into a live set is a version of this as well. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think definitely. That's a good way to put it because um, you're, you're putting your current self spin on it. So it's the same thing. If you're playing a live song and you have different synth sounds or different guitar tones or something, it's kind of that same thing. So yeah. Yeah. I've been listening to um, um, a a minimalist modular artist called Katerina Barbieri. And she has this thing about patterns and the way that patterns interleave and the effects it has on consciousness, Mm -hmm. the way that they can drift and, and so on. And she says that you know that her recordings are just that's that's just the take that happened at that time. And every time she interprets these songs, which are relationships between patterns and a certain amount of randomness and so on, they're going to be different every single time anyway. And that you know, in a way, it kind of makes it meaningless to go back and do something because if you've got something that's never the same twice anyway, you know, <laughs> yeah. You do a million versions of it, but at the same time, not constraining it in that way. I like the idea of giving something a different interpretation, though. If if yeah. you've got a different way you can go with it, it's almost like a challenge. You could start with a set amount of material and see how many different, how many, and how wildly different things you can get out of it. I'd kind of like to do something like that one time. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be very cool. Well, anything else to add, Curtis? No, I think we. I think we've explored it. Um, I think, I think everyone in the chat seems to be on a similar wavelength than that. And I think, I think it's one of those where you won't, you have an opinion once you've tried it, I suppose, and then yeah. you can kind of yeah. sit where you go with it. Any experimentation is good, and you can either, you know, it's like it's like anything. I won't go into specifics, but it's like trying anything. Sometimes you like things and sometimes you don't like things. And I wonder what you could be talking about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yeah, so like it's, it's, it's good. Go give it a try. If you like it, it's good for you. If not, I suppose it comes down. Ultimately it comes down to what are you trying to get out of it? Are you looking to grow? Are you looking to try something new? Are you looking to learn from what you've done before or revisit an old fashioned? Like I, every time I finish an album, I go back to the same spot. I go back to the root. I go back to my like John phase and I just, and it's just me and a guitar and that's it. And then, then I start incorporating. If it's something to do with that, sure. Why not? But I mean, that's just my stupid opinion, really. No, I think it's a good opinion. Oh, I, I do too. Well, there we go. Well, there we go. Um, yeah, I think that brings us to, uh, the end of the show for today. I can't believe everything's kind of come together. It's been, <laughs> don't jinx it. <laughs> we got like two minutes <laughs> left. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's hit the nail on the head thank you ever so much for sticking with us even when we went dark for a couple of minutes um really appreciate the chat really appreciate you guys listening in uh and it's so much fun to see what you guys think and where you come from this because 
like I say, we're just we're three guys at three different parts of the world, and then you guys make it even better than it already is. So it's great. Yeah, and if you want to continue the talk, head to our Discord. We'd love to have you over there and uh, see what's up. Talk synth shit. I love talking synth shit, so never get enough of that. Um, but yeah, we appreciate you tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. Eon Lake, any any words? Last words? Final words? Yes, patrons, every one of them. <laughs> True, no, yeah. Us. Thanks for keeping us company during this uh, slightly bumpy ride this week. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think we made it work. Chat, you can tell us yeah. if you think differently, but I, I, I think we made it work. But yeah, we, we really do appreciate our patrons. They uh, mean the world to us, and we will see you guys on Sunday. And then um, everybody else will be back on Wednesday. We'd love to see yeah. you. <laughs> very much so. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Have a good week.